this is Gwen Sebastian, and you're listening to Danielle Bloom's show, Rock Me Right. What is up, everybody? I hope your day has been tremendous, and I want you to remember something. Don't neglect the daily disciplines, you know, the little things that bring you forward to your goals. All right. Are you guys ready for who my next guest is? Her name is Gwen Sebastian. She's one of the background vocalists for Miranda Lambert, but she also writes and records her own music, which she's going to talk about today. Hey, Gwen, what is up? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here and hanging with us so we can get to know you better. We're all really stoked. Well, thanks for having me. I hope that um, I can be exciting and hopefully not bore everyone to, to, to death. No, not at all. But I do, I wanted to ask you, what age did you start this music thing for yourself? And do you have a defining moment that made you realize, wow, yes, music is what I want to do? So I started singing when I was little with mm-hmm. my parents who had a band ever since I was a kid. And so oh, they wow. did like they were weekend warriors around North Dakota, where I'm from. Uh-huh. But I would say I start, I'm pretty sure I started singing around three or four and with them. And then I did, you know, like little talent shows over the years. But a defining moment as far as when I knew I wanted to do it as a career, I guess I always had the dream, you know, from watching the Barbara Mandrell show and. Nice. You know, from from then to to Reba and to Madonna and to you know all that kind of stuff. Watching them do all their things. When I was in high school, I I knew that that's what I for sure wanted to do. Now in the in the meantime, though, then I thought I had to have a backup plan, and so I did go into college and went into nursing school, and then I quit nursing school and moved to Nashville, and then here I am. I love it. That's amazing. And you know. When people talk about a backup plan, I kind of don't I, don't, I don't so much agree with it fully because I do feel like you got to have something you can do to make money while you're pursuing if you're not making the money right now. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of exactly. think Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly right. You know, at the time, I, I wouldn't be getting paid any money to go do it, you know, unless right. I was you know, singing for wedding. I was singing for weddings and funerals. And most of mm-hmm. those times, so it's just like, you know, you, you gift that. So, sure, which I was very happy to do. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It was it was one of those things where I was like, okay, well, I need to adult here for a little right, bit. Right, right. Not saying that you have to do that, but that was right. my thought process on it, yeah. and I needed to do that. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, nursing school—that's no joke. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> like I, I went and got an exercise science degree, and I mean, that's nothing like being in nursing school. So I couldn't even imagine what you went through. Well, I mean, any of that, you know, you just, it, any kind of healthcare worker situation, I mean, mm-hmm. I commend them. There's, that's a Absolutely. lot of emotional and physical stress on a person. So sure. yeah, thank you to all of them. And I'm just, I'm glad I'm not have, I'm doing, not doing that right now because especially in these times, that would be oh, I know. a really tough job right now for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when you were mentioning you used to sing with your parents, can you elaborate on that? I started in church You know, we were like the church choir for our little country church out near Hebron, North Dakota. It was called Haymarsh was the area that we, we lived in. And so I started singing with them, doing that. And then I also, you know, would go play in bars with them, even though I was underage, but, you know, I'd get up and sing a song or two (laughs) and, um, or fairs, you know, fairs around the state, things like that. 
I really grew up in a in a musical family that I was able to have it in my life every day, which that's amazing. Is very amazing. And so what were some of the songs you sang at such a young age? You know, at the time, it was a lot of like harmony based songs. So it would be the Eagles and Alabama, Restless Heart, um, the Everly Brothers, Beach Boys kind of stuff. Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, um, that's what's up. Yeah, all, <laughs> so all cool. that good classic, all that yeah. good classic music. So you've already done so much in music. And you are the background vocalist for Miranda Lambert currently. So what are some of the events that took place to get you to where you are today? And I know sure. you work with I, other people, too, that I haven't mentioned, but I'm going to let you talk about that. Well, so growing up in a musical family, like I said, I knew I always wanted to do that. And so I cut out of nursing school about 22, 23 years ago, I think it's been, and moved to Nashville. And I didn't necessarily move here to like get a record deal. I just wanted to be around it, in it, Mm -hmm. saturate myself with that kind of thing. Sure. So that's what I, you know, I moved here and did that and had a regular day job for a while. Unfortunately, didn't love my day job all the time. I love the people I worked for. So in the meantime, I started singing backup for an artist named Jason Jones at the time. And I was able to, you know, we kind of stuck around the area of Nashville, but then we started going on the road and going out and just playing casinos around the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And he decided he wanted to stop. And so I kind of took over that and Mm -hmm. me and my band for about 10 to 12 years were on the road. So I was really back in Nashville. So we did all that. And then I started doing fairs and festivals and kind of, you know, went from a six set a night kind of situation to a little bit less than that, like a, you know, opening for different acts at fairs and festivals and things that Mm -hmm. I was able to do my own music, I guess I could, you could say as, as an artist. And then I just, it was so much on my body and, getting tired, you know, and as I was getting older, I'm like, I know I'm going to do music for the rest of my life, but how, how am I going to do it? And in what capacity? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I saw the voice was on television, watched the first season, thought it was pretty cool. And just on a whim decided to try out for that second season. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was like, what do I got to lose? You know, no matter what it would be a good experience. Yeah, so I I had some a little bit of success before that um, as far as you know, just writing songs and kind of having a, my own small fan base. But really what increased the, my, my level, I guess, of being able to get my music out there was the voice for sure. That platform was huge. So I ended up being on Team Blake and oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was the year where it was CeeLo and Adam Levine and Christina How fun. Aguilera. That's amazing. It. Yeah. So they were all there and three of the chairs turned and I got to pick Blake. And wow. then literally from that point on, I was in his band. So he asked me to be in his band as a background singer. Oh my gosh. And incredible. yeah, for approximately probably about four years. And then that's how I... I met Miranda on the show. She was a mentor, but then became close to her because, of course, you know, at that point Mm -hmm. in time, they were married and started singing with her as well. So I was singing with both of them. And then the story goes, Miranda got me in the divorce. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she jokes about. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They were just really amazing. It was an amazing time. Like, you couldn't have even made it up. But it it all happened in such a way that um, it was fast, yet not, if that makes any sense. Because, Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, already, yeah. 
you did ground nothing is overnight <laughs> that's right, right. nothing Absolutely. is overnight success but yeah Blake helped me out so much too and he had me on a song called my eyes which was my technically my first number one so I was able to say I have one of those and that is, which is unbelievable it I, I know it really it really is and so then yeah, so now I'm with Miranda, and I love it. love it so much. Now, as you already know, the music business can be very tough for anybody, but especially women. What advice would you give to women in music? You know, I think just don't be afraid to just stay true to who you are as an artist. And because sometimes as females, we feel like we got to do a certain thing or be a certain way or dress a certain way. You know, that's society in general, which is right. so sad. It is. But when it comes to entertainment and to being an artist, that's the true thing is and, and to reach people is you have to be believable and people right. have to believe you. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to stay authentic. So I just say, don't be, don't be afraid to be truly who you are and to step out of, out of some, some boxes too. You know, you don't always have to sing man hating songs or you don't always right. have to sing a love song. Like you can sing, do what, do what you want. Do We all have our, obviously our own experiences in life. So take those and, and use them. And, and also I think it's so important to support other artists and especially mm-hmm. other women because, yes. you know, if we're not supporting each other, who's going to, that's right. Um, that's good advice. I love that. Thank you. So I'm going to be playing uh, one of your tracks called Quicksand. And first of all, I've been kicking it with your music, and you are extremely talented. Singer, songwriter, oh, you're amazing. You. Your voice is wonderful, fantastic. Can you tell us the inspiration behind this song, Quicksand? You know, there, I'll be honest with you. Quicksand is kind of one of those that it doesn't necessarily have like these magical, this magical story or uh-huh. magical lyrics or what have you. It was kind of one of those days where my co-writer, Terry Joe Box and um, Chris Harris, both amazing, mm-hmm. were just kind of sitting around and wanted, I, I said, let's just do something kind of groovy, you know, yeah. kind of like funky Sheryl Crow kind of vibey groove thing. And Chris started playing, uh, playing a groove on his, just on his acoustic and we just went from there. And so, you know, the song is basically just about being careful about falling for the wrong dude or falling for yeah. the wrong person. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a player kind of thing. But man, can't can't help it, you know. You're just gonna I know. go right in and sink right into quicksand. So yeah. <laughs> so easy to do too. <laughs> oh yeah. Trouble, no. 
That's awesome. Do you have any pre-stage rituals you do? You know, I would like to say that I actually warm up, but I'm compl- I'm terrible at that. When I'm putting my makeup on, yeah. I'm doing like lip bubbles and humming and getting it kind of warmed up and things yeah. like that. And then I definitely pray. If I'm out with Miranda, um, about 45 minutes beforehand, we all get together in the vibe room get some music going. And that's when I have my first drink. Uh And depending on the night, usually I'll have a little bit of whiskey in my glass because (laughs) it's better than to have the vodka soda because soda makes me burp and that's not good. But that's, you know, that's basically, that's basically it. Throughout the day, I, I, I think it's important to be at peace in the morning. I try to Mm -hmm. get up when I get up in the morning, even when I'm on the road, I try to just be silent and almost, you know, meditate, I guess, and Mm -hmm. pray and try to get a good workout in if I'm on the road and keep in contact with family, you know, talk to mom or, or, or Louie, my husband, things Mm -hmm. like that. But I, I, you know, those are kind of, I guess those are all kind of a ritualistic thing starting from whenever I wake up in the morning. Yeah, those are excellent. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Do you have any like good, best vocal remedies that you use if you're sick or have a sore throat? I think it's just like everybody else's. For me, it's definitely rest. Even while I was just on the road and we were doing, you know, six nights a week, four sets a night, oh that gosh. weighed heavy on my voice. And so you can even ask my family. I wouldn't, I would go on vocal rest. I mean, I wouldn't talk at all during the day. I would wow. just nod my head. And, you know, if it at, at the that time, there wasn't, was there even texting when I started that? Probably. But I, I just would try to not talk. Um, yeah, I, I can see why it, four sets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's and then especially week. not talk. No joke. During while there's like break music going or mm-hmm. or what have you, you know, things like that. But otherwise, rest. Um, yeah, try not to drink so much alcohol and eat so much pizza. But boy, right. I tell you what, that's hard, that's hard too. <laughs> especially you, you know, that doesn't always work <laughs> when the adrenaline kicks in afterwards and it's party exactly exactly yeah yeah so you know life throws curveballs along the way to everybody things that can be devastating that can bring us to our knees can you tell us a time when you possibly felt like giving up but you didn't you kept going strong and what inspires you or motivates you to keep going when you feel like giving up that's a really good question I guess you know I I don't think I've ever felt that down Mm -hmm. as far as when it came to music and it being a career. There were definitely moments where I would cry. I'd be mad. You you were told no so many times. Um, Of course. You know, Louie and I had been, that's my husband. Mm -hmm. He's my producer, drummer, everything guy. And when we were on the road, we were together constantly. So we lived together. We were in the band together. We, uh, it, everything was that. And he was doing, he was multitasking everything. So yeah. I think we think of back on that time, that was a really hard time. It wasn't as if it was a, it just, it, it just was hard. Like we were sure. so tired and oh, we yeah. couldn't believe that like, oh gosh, we got, we're going to go do this another week. And even though we loved the gig, it was the getting there and the setting up and it, that, mm-hmm. that wore on me, you know, definitely. Sure. And I can say that I had a, life-changing moment when I was waiting to hear back whether or not I made it further on The Voice, meaning prior to you're even on television or the, okay. the blind audition, there's a lot of things that are going on. There's interviews and there's different processes of like you have to get through to get to the next level or the next round or what have you. 
mm-hmm. and I went to church and it was Catholic mass and it happened to be for some reason I, I went to the, the Spanish mass. It was all in Spanish and I speak a little Spanish, but not a lot, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot. And I was there and I completely broke down crying, just, mm. just broke, broke down and looking up at the cross and just, I, and I said it, and I usually don't pray like this, but I just, I, you know, I said it in my head, God, if this, if, if I really want this, mm. if this is what it's meant to be, you know, I would love this. Please give this to me. If it's not your will, okay. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely, and I genuinely felt like I not got saved, but I got, there was uh, faith came through mm-hmm. me like it never had before. Wow. And literally the next day I got the call. Oh my God. So, yeah. So it was, it, that was definitely a defining moment. Mm-hmm. So it was a good moment. But it was it was heavy and it was emotional for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. a support system is so important, obviously, just in life in general. Uh, having people who believe in you along the way, who would you credit to believing in you in turn, you know, that helped you to keep pushing forward? Definitely the support system of my family. You know, mm-hmm. grow, I grew up in what I say is an abnormal family because I look around to a lot of people that I've met along the way, you know, friends. And my family is abnormal because we are so literally like we all love each other. There's hundreds and hundreds of us cousins. We all know each other. Mm-hmm. My parents are 48 years married and still as in love as the day they met. That is the oh, examples. Yeah, the examples that I had around me are are unfortunately not common. And right. everyone in my family always was just go do your thing. We're so proud of you. That's wonderful. You know, yeah, yeah. I never I don't I don't think there's one time that I had anybody around me saying you should not do this. And then That's of course great. then with Louie, he was such a huge part of that and motivating me and being the hard um, worker as far as getting me. He, he believes in me still way more than I believe in myself. You know, having someone like that around mm-hmm. is a, is a huge thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that is very important. If you don't have that, I think that's where people just, you know, their demons just get to them. And mm-hmm. because this is, as you know, this is a rough industry. It there is. is, there's nothing like the music industry. It is so yeah. difficult. And um, it's fun, but man, there's a lot of heartbreaks that come in between there. And so Mm -hmm. if, if you don't have that, you for sure need to find it. And I just thought of something Mm -hmm. when you asked me about a moment, if I wanted to stop, we had, um, as a band, we were out up in Michigan and the club caught on fire on Thanksgiving. We had all of our equipment in there because we were playing on a Wednesday and then on a Friday again, Thursday off and their club burnt up all of our equipment, <gasps> everything in there. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And oh. I mean, of course, I remember that. But now, but the feeling, as I was talking about Louie, it reminded me of that. I was like, we, we couldn't believe it, could not even believe we were watching it happen. And that should have said, okay, maybe you guys should, you know, think of something else. But no, we had, we ended up having to go do another gig. You know, we were just out on tour we had nothing 
And all of a sudden, oh our support goodness. system, our friends that are in the business, all hooked us all up. And all of a sudden, we have had all the equipment we needed for the next week's gigs. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank the Lord, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. incredible. And I always love the saying, it says, I believe in you. Obviously, they're four simple words, but they're so powerful. And they if you so don't powerful. have that, power, that support system, look in the mirror and say it to yourself every single day. I believe in you. Oh, I love that. And get up and do what you know you're supposed to do. Gwen, thank yeah. you so much for being here. This was amazing to learn all about you and all the things that you have accomplished along the way. You're awesome. You're so talented. And you guys remember one thing. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll.